Climax Scott's fight song fades, and you are now neck deep in the newest episode of Climax the Podcast, Love Letter to a Small Town. As always, proud 1998 Climax Scott's grad Kevin Harvey here as your host, and hopefully this is a welcome back for just about everybody listening. Welcome back from episode 7 last week, Fresh Derriere with Dwayne Drowlett Jr., one of our most popular episodes to date. If you're a veteran listener of this podcast, this is nothing new. If you're new, you should know we get the business done up front here on Climax the Podcast. First off, anything about this show, listening to the show, supporting the show, buying our merchandise, everything under the sun, you can find all the links and ways to do that at ClimaxThePodcast.com. I've done my best to make it as easy as possible for even the most technologically challenged of individuals to listen to the show. It's available on basically every podcast platform on the face of the earth, but you can always just go to ClimaxThePodcast.com and there's a giant click here to listen button. It even jumps up and down on the page. Then I always like to throw out a reminder of that support button. This show is free to listen to, but it's not a free show to produce. If you're able to, no guilt trip here. If you want to toss a couple of bucks, if you're able, you can do that right there on ClimaxThePodcast.com. It helps keep the lights on, so to speak, for this podcast. And of course, we've got to show some love for our sponsors and those who help keep this show going. First up, Kristen Wachowski from State Farm. Kristen's office is in Battle Creek, just off the intersection of Columbia and 20th Street. She's across the street from Ollie's, and she's behind Chicago Title. And now, Kristen's going to be even easier to find because I saw she got her new signs installed this week. Congrats, Kristen, on upgrading your signage over there at the office. I've had an unfortunate amount of times I've had to use insurance in my life. Car accidents, I had a house fire in 2015, and I'll tell you, having somebody that you can trust in making sure you're taken care of for those processes, it's something you don't know how important it is until the moment you have to utilize that insurance. I've known Kristen since she was a kid, and I trust her implicitly to take care of your insurance needs, whatever they may be. Auto insurance, homeowner's insurance, condo insurance, renter's insurance, business insurance, life insurance, and more. You can give her a call today, 269-968-5130, or get in touch with her through her website, callkristin.com. That's callkristin, K-R-I-S-T-I-N.com. And this show, especially episodes like this one, would not be possible without our access to the archives from Prairie Historical Society. For several decades now, PHS has documented the history of the towns of Climax and Scotts, and there's so many ways that they can support this town, this community, and anything you might want to learn about anybody or any business or anything inside the town. And I just got a sneak preview of this month's newsletter, and let me tell you, I know a lot about Climax, and I learned several things I had no idea about. You can always check out the PHS archives in the History Room at Lawrence Memorial Library. And to become a member of Prairie Historical Society and to get those newsletters, you can send your $15 annual dues to Prairie Historical Society, 107 North Main Street, P.O. Box 82, Climax, Michigan, 49034. And of course, the best way to keep up with all the goings-on in the Climax Scots community is the Climax Crescent. Bruce and Crystal Roth hard at work every week getting the news out there to the folks of the town. 
If you still want to get the paper delivered to your home every week, $31.25 for an annual subscription. If you're like me and live far away and you don't quite have the patience to wait for that paper to come in the mail, or maybe you just don't want to have the physical paper, you can get the e-edition, also $31.25. Or you can get the combo platter, as I like to call it, where you'll get the paper and the digital copy, $36.25 a year for both. I want to let everyone know we've got coming fairly soon a special coming out uh, that particularly kids of the 90s and especially music kids of the 90s are probably going to enjoy. A couple of tapes that I've unearthed that I've just started the process of capturing. Not necessarily going to be a podcast episode, but more of a musical special coming up. A number of you have already joined the new Facebook group that we have, Climax Tonight, Climax the Podcast live streams. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit more about that on the front end of this episode. Essentially, there are just so many guests who I think would be great guests for Climax the Podcast, but getting me in front of them with a microphone and doing a face-to-face interview is not the most realistic thing. I'm still living in the Chicago area. There's folks who I may not be able to get to Climax on their schedule, or there's some people that live pretty far away. I'm not going to drop hints. I've got two or three specifically in mind that I think are amazing guests for Climax the Podcast, but this is going to be the best way that we can make that happen. I wanted to just do this through the main Climax the Podcast Facebook page, but you can't even get the live button until you have something like 10,000 followers and something that just is not a realistic number for Climax the Podcast at the level that it is right now. I mean, I think if everybody in town liked the page twice, I think we'd still be a couple people short, right? But these live streams, I'm still testing the groundwork. Basically, I can host live streams through my personal Facebook. I can set them up as events in this group, the Climax Tonight, Climax the Podcast live streams group. And then that I can share from the page. So it's essentially a domino effect where I can go live with basically anybody that we may want to have as a guest on the show. And with a couple of clicks of a mouse or taps of a phone screen, we can make that happen. Now, the other thing that I'm kind of excited about that I think adds a layer of interest here is when you do a live stream on something like Facebook, there's an interactive chat. So that will also enable the audience to ask some questions. And I think with, in particular, one of the guests I have in mind to sort of pilot this program, I think that's going to be a really fun and key thing that's going to make these a very special part of Climax the Podcast. Now, in addition to that, this isn't going to be something completely different. It's going to be very fun to catch live. But if you happen to not be available when it's live, we're still going to put it out as podcast content. These will be video streams, so they'll end up on the YouTube channel. So if you don't necessarily want one more thing to try and follow the show, you won't need it. Eventually, you'll get all that content the same way you're getting this episode right now. And then a reminder, Sunday, May 28th, Memorial Day weekend, Founders Day weekend, we're going to do Climax tonight with a live studio audience, and that can be you listening right now. I've just started to send out some feelers about folks I'm trying to pursue for this live special. Once I've got a few more things concretely in place, you're going to find out more details about attendance and times and places and guests and everything you might want to know. This is going to be your chance to be live in studio at the Climax Scotts Junior Senior High School Cafetorium. It's going to be a fun time. Everything about Memorial Day is a fun time. And then, of course, the next day we're going to meet everyone in the middle. And now let's get into this week's main event with guest interviewers, Peggy Jenkins and Theda Taylor, and their guest, Lydia Nickerson. Now, I do not know an exact date of this recording. They almost say it. They even start off, today is April 7th, and then they just kind of get into the conversation. I have no idea what year this was. I speculate that it's around 1989 or 90. 
is I re-listened through the recording with all of you this week on the podcast. Maybe that date's in there, but I think this is around the late 80s, very early 90s. I know I learned a lot listening to this recording, and I know all of you are too. And to me growing up, Lydia was the oldest lady in town. She lived to be 104 years old. And there's just so much to learn and appreciate about her contributions to the town and the youth over the years. Now, as has been the case with a couple of these historical archives, this recording is going to have kind of an odd break in the middle where the conversation just kind of trails off and they had to switch sides of the tape and things like that. So somewhere right in the middle, you're going to hear a random little music loop that I'm basically just using to cover the break and the changing of the tapes. And then the conversation with Peggy and Lydia kind of reaches a little bit of a sudden stop as they run out of tape at the end. And like I've said in prior episodes, there's only so much I can do when the recording is as it was in whatever year this was recorded. I can't go back and give them more tape or stop the tape at a better time. Now this episode, as you've probably noticed by its timestamp, is the longest episode of Climax the Podcast to date. This is coming out much later this week than most weeks because I was expecting this recording to be maybe 30 to 45 minutes long and it was in excess of 90 minutes or so. And I know that's the case this week and it's the case with the next interview that I have in the can ready to go. Now you folks listening can let me know, is this maybe too long for one episode? Would you rather have it broken down into two parts? Next week's episode, the interview alone is a very similar length to this episode before editing. Now, I'm just trying to find out, would folks listening to this podcast rather have it all at once, or maybe broken into two episodes? Think about that as you listen to this week's main event of Season 1, Episode 8, Head, Heart, Hands, Health, with Peggy Jenkins, Theta Taylor, and Lydia Nickerson. Lydia Nickerson, Theta Taylor, Peg Jenkins, to talk with Lydia about our 4-H days. This is April 7th today, isn't it? Well, I mean, in the beginning. Well, here's something that goes back to 1937. When we had the achievement over at Western. Well, you see, I went down in Carlisle, and my cousin, uh, don't tell me that's recording what we're saying. <laughs> okay, I won't tell you. <laughs> uh, and she was in 4 that is, uh, she was uh, teaching 4-H, uh-huh. and I had never knew nothing about it, you know, and I was so pleased that then I came back and went up here to the... Uh, PTA and uh, spoke about it, and of course, always the first thing you know, you're in. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, uh, now you and Betty graduated in 40, 41, mm-hmm. and uh, this was uh, before you. Uh, this says organized May 20th, 1936. Right. That sounds right. about right. Right, because uh, we would have been in prior to this spring achievement. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we used to meet at school, yeah. didn't we? In the home ec room or something like well, that. Well, first, you know, that first summer you did cooking. Yeah. And that was here. Yeah. And then uh, uh, that was so many of them, so many people working and I, mm-hmm. I don't believe I had cooking only that one year or that one summer. I remember and then you spoke about uh, 
what's her name that you that Arlene Farouk? Yeah. I, I kinda think she took over the cooking, didn't she? I had her for sewing right across oh, the street here in that big level elder oh. home. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know, but you say uh, 19, uh, 1936, huh? And that mm -hmm. sounds about <coughs> reasonable. Yeah, uh -huh. it does. That it was uh, organized. Mm -hmm. And that, uh, read that to what it says. Following the annual Kalamazoo County 4-H Club Achievement Day held March 26th at Western State Teachers College, local club achievement days are being planned in the various schools having 4-H clubs for recognition of their honor members and the award of certificates to students who have completed their club projects. Names of the honor members of the local clubs are reported Wednesday by County Agriculture Agent R.L. Oles, yeah. as chosen by the state club specialist P.G. London and Miss Beatrice Boyle, Michigan State College. And now was Miss Boyle that little tiny dark-haired woman that was along with? Could be. I can't remember uh, her. She was just yeah. about your size and uh, worked with Miss Linzel. Probably. Mm -hmm. That, I wouldn't remember her. I don't remember the name. And they had handicraft and that was in different schools. <coughs> and that was an achievement. Yeah, Council of 4-H honors members, honor members are announced. And that was the achievement day. Any climax honorees in there? Yes. Okay. Um, <coughs> Climax School, Mrs. Lydia Nickerson Leader, Maxine Cotton, Theta and Margaret Roof, Doris Russell, Ardeth Jones, and Betty Jean Nickerson. Betty J. Nickerson. <laughs> <laughs> Have they got Jane? No, just J. <laughs> oh, J. Mm -hmm. So that was for Climax. I that, now, was that sewing or was that... Uh, uh, that must have been sewing. No, I don't know. Doesn't seem to I say. Think, I think I started darning socks right here, and then I went <coughs> over there for my to make my first dress. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, what did we have to make to begin with? Didn't we so make an apron? Wasn't it? An apron. Didn't we make uh, towels? I'm yeah. still using them. Yes, yeah, I got my. Yeah, mine's yellow, yeah. like that. There's a gob on one of them, but I had to bring them anyway. <laughs> and I use them. That one had to be hand done, and one had to be machine stitched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And back then, I don't think we made aprons, did we? No, we darned the sock and did the towels. Oh, uh, yeah, that remember? sounds right. Mm -hmm. and, your, and your darning was all this way, and then... All right. <laughs> uh -huh. No fooling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my Betsy Ross shears. Remember those we had? Oh, yeah. Uh, the thimble, Graham Ramble gave us a symbol. Oh, I'm still using mine yeah. she gave me. Mm -hmm. That's silver, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, uh, I had to bring those to show you. That's uh, like a little silver thimble, but uh, mine has got a, a 
hole in it. Oh, oh. is this your... Uh, that was the first dress I made, yeah. Did you smock it? I did button, uh, buttonhole stitch around the collar and the little cap sleeves, I yeah. remember. I don't know, I didn't smock it. I think mine was yellow, had little cap sleeves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Betty uh, uh, made uh, Jesse uh, a smock dress. She's smocking them just Oh, like, she, yeah. Just like, uh -huh. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I never got into that very you know good. That, uh, I got this book just try to keep see I've never seen there's Jesse and Josh oh, I've never uh, seen Jesse she's uh, five years old but she looks to me like an awful long-legged <laughs> child for five years yeah. and Josh is 14 and he's six foot tall oh now, boy. Uh, these uh, are Betty's this uh, yes yes uh, Josh of Betty's course is, uh huh and uh, Jesse is see J uh, Josh's father died when he was five with cancer Oh, cancer he's too. Oh. Betty was alone, or Claudia. And then Jesse is uh, uh, a baby five years old that came along, you know, with a fella that she was living with. Oh, uh -huh. so these are Betty's grandchildren. <coughs> yes, um, Betty and Carol has been to uh, Colorado. Mm -hmm. They just got back. Uh -huh. yeah. That's one thing that uh, you can look at all of them. <coughs> This is Josh. Josh is surely a handsome. Yeah, tall uh -huh. fellow then. Uh -huh. And there, and here she's whistling at her toad or her uh, frog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a cute picture. Betty has uh, children that she baby, you know, sits with. Uh -huh. Sits with. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Babysits. Oh. Uh -huh. But she did have some babies. But she doesn't take them anymore. Now this is a, a dress that Betty made her for Christmas. Uh huh. Doesn't she look like a tall child? Yeah, five years? she does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she must be. Well, how many children did Betty and Carol have then? Claudia and Claudia and Curtis and Craig. Oh yeah, I've got baby or young pictures of them that she sent on a Christmas mm -hmm. card. Mm -hmm. <coughs> I guess I haven't. Here's a later picture. Uh, I've asked Claudia to not, I don't need any gifts and I can't send him anything except mm -hmm. checks because you certainly can't keep up with, yeah, well, with people that you don't see and every kid now has his own idea of what he wants and yeah. you just try. So uh, finding that true. <laughs> uh, so uh, I just uh, send checks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I ask that for all I want is pictures. Mm -hmm. Because I can't keep up with them. Mm -hmm. I don't have pictures. So Jinx's mom says, well, she likes postage stamps, too. She likes to have people give her those. Oh, especially the yeah. special ones? Well, any anything. I mean, yeah, uh -huh. she collects them then. Uh, no, the use. No. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> oh, you use. mean the usable ones. Uh -huh. yeah. Well, uh -huh. I did mail a package to Claudia yesterday, and because uh, uh, her birthday is the... Is Saturday. She'll be 42. Oh. <laughs> and uh, oh. 
uh, it weighed a pound and, a, and an ounce. And uh, they told me up here I could send it as first class mail for 245. And uh, and if you paid for it by postage, I guess it was more than that. I just think it's ridiculous. Oh, That's, for one thing, I'm not going to be mailing things because mm -hmm. uh, just think of that, uh, 246 for just a, mm -hmm. a package. Yeah, too much. <coughs> well, <coughs> well, certainly uh, you now you buy uh, four postage stamps for a dollar. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That. And the next time you turn around, they're gone. Yeah, don't <laughs> <laughs> last long. That's for sure. Well, yeah. So it was organized then in 1936. Mm -hmm. I did. I knew. I don't have any record of the first ones we had. Um, oh, the only well, thing I have is, is a picture of, I, I know Maxine Cotton's in it, Art Jones is in it, and, and uh, Leela. Leela, I think. Now, I think I've got two pictures. Plus, I've got some pictures from that were taken at Michigan State. Uh, here are the first officers, right here. Maybe you want to read how, those things. How happened? You had to. Well, that's what was in the Crescent that uh, Neva and I put together out of her collection. <laughs> well, I know and this is more of it here, I think. Oh, this is one of the pictures uh, that I think I have. Maybe mm -hmm. not. Hmm. So maybe you want to read those first officers there. Miss <coughs> Margaret Menzel. But you know, and I was a leader for five years. You were a leader longer than that, weren't you? I thought I... No, you see, I took you girls through the... when you graduated. I was thinking I was in my seventh year when I quit. Well, I can't... So, maybe... You must well, have been. I was. I had five years, and you started before. Yeah. Right now. I don't know. Well, maybe no I did. I. Because there's the last thing I made. That white formal. Yeah. And I was thinking that I was a senior then. Well, you. Seventeen years old, you were. Says. Fourteen dollars. You know, that is was a uh, uh, pink uh, lace. Formal that she made. No, not no. it wasn't a formal. It was just a, a short dressing dress. dress. And I have that picture somewhere, but I don't know where it is. Did you make this poster? I think that was part of the requirements. How come your name's spelled like that? <laughs> don't ask me. I must not have made it. <laughs> I probably did make it. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. It's wrong, isn't it? Huh? I never. Well, I know that Neva. Uh, nice writing. I must not have done it. Or Neva. Uh, oh, they had farm stuff too, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Here's and went into that more as the. Uh, right. Well, I, I, this is wonderful that you've got this because I really haven't any. Uh, President Margaret Margaret Poling, mm. heaven's sake. Yeah. Betty Jean. Virginia Canals, Theda Ruff, 
Elaine Sinan, Ellen, Ellen Henshaw. Now, I don't, I, I can't don't place remember her. her either. Hmm. I can't place her. The name is familiar. Esther Drollett, for land sakes. Maxine Canals, Betty Lou Lanko, Artis Jones, Harriet Piper, Lillian Peckham, and Leala Bates. In 37, Mrs. Nickerson had clothing, 21 members, was assisted by Arlene, how do you pronounce that, Arlene? Rue. Rue. Mrs. Enid Harrison, food preparation, for heaven's sake. <laughs> that must have been when she lived down here yeah, in the yeah. mm -hmm. Cooks, nine members, Mrs. All Jones, food preparation, Climax, cooking club members, Elsie Wilkerson, handicraft. Well, that must have been up to the school. This other stuff, I just don't. Mm -hmm. I think I can remember going up to school. Well, I just uh, to, that's the, to do some. Oh, there, that was the picture yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. Well, have you got some memories of some things that happened while we were working here? <coughs> Little uh, <laughs> stories that might be good to remember? Do you well, still have the old treadle machine? No, no, I... Uh, I had it. I, uh, of course, my machine was an, a new home that was a wedding gift mm -hmm. from my folks in '22, mm. and uh, and I treadled that several miles. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, I think I had it. Uh, uh, it was still just the treadle machine while I had 4-H, mm -hmm. and then uh, I had it. Uh, had a main electric, that is, that same machine. Uh -huh. And, and uh, Roberta Way bought the old machine when I bought a new electric machine. Oh. But mine is still, well, here it is right out there in the dining room, you know, in the, uh, in the uh, case or in the... Uh -huh. You suppose Roberta still has that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised because she never, you know, she's worked and everything. Yeah. Says you girls will make the second trip to Chicago within three years as reward for their outstanding 4-H club. Did you go two years or two times to Chicago? I think so. Mm -hmm. I think I did. And I think Betty went one year when I didn't go. Oh. I have a picture of them leaving on a train. Well, Connie Winters of Kalamazoo Gazette. Well, I'm awfully glad you girls have got this because you certainly got a lot more uh, to go on than I have. Betty Jean Nickerson wins trip to Chicago. Betty Jean Nickerson, daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Guy Nickerson, was one of two from Kalamazoo County 
privileged to enjoy a trip to Chicago through the courtesy of the Kalamazoo Gazette as a winner of the 4-H Achievement Day held at Scott's October 28th and sponsored by the Gazette. What year? Well, it doesn't give a year, but uh, written on here is 1938, okay. so that sounds about right. Yeah, that's good. <coughs> Uh, they were accompanied by Mr. and Mrs. R.L. Oles of Kalamazoo. Special bus took uh, beside the two winners from Kalamazoo County, two from Van Buren County, two from St. Joe County, also winners in the Gazette Achievement, and 22 from the County 4-H Club of Berry County and 10 future farmers of America from Hastings. They left Saturday morning, arriving in Chicago in late afternoon. While in Chicago, they attended the WLS Barn Dance Show, visited the Field Museum, WGN, and Chicago Tribune, the Planetarium, and attended sessions of the 4-H Club Congress and saw exhibits at the International Livestock Exposition, also some of the city, besides many other interesting things. They returned home Tuesday night. I remember going to one bank banquet that was put on. This wasn't the year that Betty went, it was the year that I went. And we had, they served us breakfast. We had grapefruit. I'd never eaten grapefruit before and I didn't like grapefruit. <laughs> All of a sudden you don't want to be embarrassed so you eat it. And I've liked grapefruit ever since. <laughs> the trouble with me, I'm such a so fond of grapefruit and the doctors have taken it away from me. <laughs> Did they have it all cut for you so you could no, scoop well, it out easy? That I, in your eyes. <laughs> probably. I can't remember that part. But then I remember going to um, one of these big hotels. The when, Drake, probably. No, oh, no, I don't think it was the Drake. It was, uh, anyway, the other thing I got was a little sewing kit. It was probably about six inches long, had a little two pair of shears in it, and I think I still have one of those little pairs of shears, one of the little pointed shears. And I remember that little kit, getting that. That was a gift to everybody that was there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Here's um, this canning, Betty Nickerson, Peter Roof. That's food preparation. Well, certainly, certainly, I, I've been worried because I just don't have anything much to tell you, and I couldn't keep track of the, you know, the years. I do know that in, uh, that it was always Theta and Betty uh, that come out on top, but it was always Theta that won on <laughs> modeling. Oh, yeah? <laughs> she could, uh, she could uh, I remember... Uh, probably when we were at um, Western, the one thing they kept drilling before your model was stand up straight and pull your stomach in. And hold your shoulders back. <laughs> yeah, and pull your rear end in. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I enjoyed modeling, so that probably had something to do with it. So. Well, no, you, you know, there's always a certain things. I'll tell you if you want Oh, look at here, this is Calvin's Is this all ours or is this? The whole county, the whole isn't it? That was up there. 
Well, I know there was one thing. Uh, why, why, oh, yeah. girls won what you did was there was explicit things that you was not to put silk on cotton or, you know, do things like that, put bows. And that's something that <coughs> we followed. Mm -hmm. And I know that there were several that was disqualified because they would put a, a ribbon or something on a cotton dress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And another thing was, uh, of course, that was when you made the little red wool dress. Mm -hmm. I picture that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that little red wool dress. Mm -hmm. And I know one thing. And your dress, your wool was kind of a teal, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And they, such beautiful wool as you oh, it was had then that you can't be it terrible. <laughs> and uh, uh, the, uh, the uh, judge said when they looked at that dress, uh, no girl that size or age could do that sewing. So <laughs> then's when I called you in and had you uh, do some sewing, I mean handwork for them, mm. and you got your prize. <laughs> <laughs> mm. They said I had done it. Well, now, I, I didn't think do, I remember that. I didn't do any of the sewing. No. I didn't remember. That's one story I wanted to get on tape. Well, that's yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> give a year, and you're, that must have been the uh, fourth year, wasn't it? Well, I guess third, maybe. Maybe third what? Year wool. You read polio, didn't you? Wouldn't Not yet. See, I got two good legs there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I but I know she was about a, as big as a six-year-old. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that little red wool dress. Was, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they insisted that no one had done that kind of work. Mm -hmm. So I said, all right, you, uh, I'll have her do some for you. And uh, so she sat there, and I don't know, I suppose you did hemming and... Uh, and I can't remember this at all. So you can. You just go ahead and tell it. <laughs> well, uh, whatever they asked, this must have been at the fair when hmm. he was exhibiting at the fair. Hmm. Would have to be, wouldn't it? Hmm. I think after they quit up at Western, we did go to the fairgrounds hey, for I think it was a, yes, mm -hmm. and it was in that building. Uh, hmm. Over to Kalamazoo, uh -huh. and uh, your dress was hanging up, mm -hmm. and all of them, you know, and uh, they were judging them. Mm -hmm. And then's when uh, I don't know who the judge was. It certainly wasn't. Wouldn't have been Mrs. Miss Lenzel. You see, mm -hmm. it would have to be uh, outside. Mm -hmm. And they said, "Well, uh, that work was too good for it. anyone that small or young." Of course, they figured <laughs> you was young. And I said, all right, uh, you tell, ask what you want her to sew, and I'll, I'll call her in. And you did. You came in, and you sat down, and you did what they asked you to do. Mm -hmm. well, that took care of that. You got a blue ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I had the best leader in the country. So. Well, no, yeah. it, it wasn't. But I do think the thing of it was that just like in the beginning, I said, I don't want anyone that isn't willing to take out. Yeah, right. That was the first thing. You do well, it, you do, you do it, it and right. you take it, do it right. Well, I think some of the uh, leaders allowed them to 
do things. It wasn't, and you had your rules right there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, I know that after a while, there was some of them that was weeded out that they didn't want to put in that much time and effort. They, mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, you and Betty and, and Ardeth and uh, Liella. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember so much about Myra. I think she, whether she stayed through. I don't believe she stayed as long. I don't think she did either. No. And Ardeth. I don't know whether Art stayed all the way through. Well, those habits have stuck with me through my whole lifetime. Well, if I do some sewing, I do you, it right or else I measure, don't do it. <laughs> you measure your seams and, and <laughs> I do too. I put a notch in my thing and I walk, uh, walk down here and <laughs> I can't. I did. I don't do anything now. Yeah. <laughs> I, as Peggy knows, I Well, have, you had that I, all based at that last week. Well, I just time. couldn't see. I can't see. Mm -hmm. uh, and black, of all things. Mm -hmm. Now, I've got a smock cut out. I hadn't opened that machine for over three years. <laughs> well, this summer, I'm going to try to get back on a little plain cotton sewing. Because mm -hmm. I can't see well enough. This well, eyelid hangs down. Now Ralph had told me before that they could, that couldn't be done or it was a major thing. But now he told me at Easter time that it could be. Well that my eye is almost covered. Uh -huh. And of course this is the eye that hasn't been operated on yet. This no. one has and uh -huh. also the laser used on it for the other time. But my, <laughs> but my eye, but my seeing is very poor and I have to use the, the, the um, magnifying glass mm -hmm. and it isn't very good to hold your book here and your and your <laughs> magnifying glass because you get that a little off of kilter and your it blurs it blurs yes yeah. now i i get the uh, reader's digest in the large print and uh, and the other little magazine but i'm having such a time with that they send me one one in big print and one in small print and mm. <laughs> of all things. <laughs> and I miss my sewing. Now I can read. Um, and I asked Ralph if there was any reason that, that, that if I had hurt my eyes with reading, he said, no, you can't, oh. you can't uh, hurt them, but you just right? can't see very good. Well, they get blurry. Oh yes, this eye and, and it. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, not being able to sew is something that just irks me and all the things I want all the materials and stuff that I've got, and then when you go down to buy something that you could make out of something that you ripped <laughs> up, and it's about fifteen or twenty dollars, uh -huh. and, and uh, <coughs> the way uh, blouses are just ridiculous. Mm -hmm. They sure are, forty, fifty dollars. Yeah, simple one. Well, I'm so glad that you girls have got these, this stuff because you want to look at. More of the pictures. How about your cooking groups? You got any cooking stories I, you remember? I, that I just it, it just doesn't reg register too much. You had canning too. Did we do pressure? We didn't do pressure cooking. We must have done cold water or Probably, hot water. Yeah. Because yeah. uh -huh. mm -hmm. in 1940, on this 
notation here, canning, Betty Nickerson made a roof. We did that. We did food preparation, canning, Betty and, and myself, food preparation, myself, and uh, we'll see. <clears throat> Basically, though, I think most years was clothing. But I remember doing, I think we put on a dinner, didn't we? Yeah, uh, one a dinner party, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, had all the best about. And didn't Miss Lenzel come? Yes, she was our guest. Oh, yes, that mm -hmm. rings a bell. Uh -huh. Right there in the dining room. Yes. In your, mm -hmm. That's, you see, this here, that's part of oh, that, yeah. too, was the dining room, a little mm -hmm. bit of a hole. Mm -hmm. And uh, so then when we fixed this, why well, they took that out. And of course, I wanted that uh, wall, but I was working over to Burgess's, and when I got home, my guy and, and Leo Snyder had that wall in there. <laughs> well, as a rule, I could get what I wanted, and so, but that was one thing I couldn't. He told me very forcibly that that was in there and it was going to stay, <laughs> uh, because there was no place for the refrigerator. Oh, see, uh, there, there yeah. It had to be there for the refrigerator. Uh -huh. Well, plus it made a support for the ceiling, too, probably. Well, you know my whole house is cracking. Is it? The railroad, whether that's it or not, just yeah, like out here, the cement, uh, there's cracks in some of that cement. And, of course, Guy will soon be gone 18 years, and things haven't been yeah. done that what he would have done all that time. Mm -hmm. And you said Bert Harrison owned this oh, when, yes. when you came to town, and what year? This 20? was an old shack. Uh, let's see, what was the man's name? Shed, no. Sheep. Uh, wolf or something. Sheep Shed? <laughs> <laughs> he owned this place, and it was just a shack. And at that right in there was the kitchen, and a, and a, uh, Betty's bedroom was the kitchen. Yeah, uh -huh. you see how that roof goes down? That was like a shed. Yeah. And that kitchen here. All that Bert did, paid so much for a lot of things, put in the bathroom and the furnace and the cement site, the uh, driveway. And what was the name of those people that did the carpenter work? Lived out here. He... Not, uh... The one that did our garage floor. Greenman. No, no, no way before that. Oh. The old family. Hmm. He's the one that fought for building the new schoolhouse, the, the brick one. Huh. Well, I wish you could think of that name. Well, you know just as well it's an old family. Hmm. And he was so tight and so hateful and tried to keep everything, anything new or where any money was spent hmm. on the school. Hmm. Uh, Bert designed this uh, archway little porch out here. No, that we put that on. You put that. Years. On. Yes, that oh. was just open. Uh, it was open, and Guy put the other bedroom on for Ralph. Yes, uh, I remember. And of course, that built porch on the back too. Oh yes, yeah. and he put the garage. Of course, he just got the garage enlarged and the and the metal siding on uh, when he was working up to. Uh, uh, the lumber yard, Carol, don't you know? Oh, mm -hmm. and that's after Guy had 
had uh, retired. Mm -hmm. See, he had three um, extensions, and then he retired, and we went. He retired the 1st of January, because his birthday was the 3rd of January. He what year was he born? Uh, 89. Okay. I was born in 88. Or 98. He was born in nine. See, I was born 1898 in November, and he was born in 1899 in January. Okay. So, and Audra was born in October, and Ralph in January. Mm -hmm. So, he told everyone that he and his dad had married older women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was 30, I was uh, one month older than Dad, <laughs> and Audra was two months older, two or three months older than Ralph, but when they went to to the court, yeah, courthouse to get their marriage license, of course, uh, Judge Hatch, oh, I guess they gave Ralph a pretty high time. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Well, I'm just so glad that you, because you girls are going to be able, there's Betty, and, and this is a, oh, that fellow that was. Oh, uh, yeah, can't remember now, was it a brown? Or no, no. no. Uh, uh, that'd make a good picture. Of Paul Smith. Paul Smith. Keep looking there. Oh, I want to get this stuff out, too, I guess, for that picture. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you aren't going to put a picture of me in there. <laughs> this would be for my scrap. Don't worry about it. Paul Smith. Now, see here, here they're stacked is up. That Betty. Is that Betty? Yeah, that's Betty right there. Who's One thing I remember about going with Miss Linzel to Michigan State, you had to wear a hat. I had to go buy a hat. <laughs> Now, here's Betty right here. This is the whole group that went to Chicago. <laughs> Which it's hard to pick them out anymore, but I, that coat, mm -hmm. the coat is different. I think well, I'll coat. tell you, it was up to the uh, uh, study club Tuesday, and the, and the chorus from the school uh, gave a program. Oh, uh huh. Uh, there was two boys, but I thought there was just one because I didn't uh, see. I was uh, quite up in front, but I. They all had pants or blue <laughs> jeans or oh. sloppy shoes, you know, without any laces in them. Or uh, there was just two girls that had dresses on. Yeah. I don't care what you say. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't see how they can have any pride. A boy goes by here, and I think it must be uh, Culver, or uh, Culver's grandson. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uh, white boots don't have any laces in, and, well, <laughs> That's the style, I guess. I guess it is. Yeah. <laughs> but how can you have any pride when you look like that? You girls? I don't think they do. I don't either. No. No. 
Anyway, that's well, the, I'm glad you that's the group that went to Chicago. And some of the I remember having to give a talk after I came back from one trip. And I think I think it was at Western. In that big auditorium of some sort. Wow. <laughs> well, but aren't you glad you did those things? Oh, yeah. Right. Uh -huh. I remember something, and I'm surprised you haven't said anything about it yet. Remember when Miss Patton was our <laughs> home ec teacher at school? Yeah. Okay, now what does that bring to mind? <laughs> well, uh, with Leala. <laughs> I don't know, but I remember something said about uh, whether it was, <laughs> I know Betty was there, or what they insinuated that they knew more than she did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I well, guess she did. They did. Yeah. They did better well. Way. We all put the sleeves in the wrong armhole so they didn't fit. So Roseman said, Ease her in, Lear. Remember that? No, no. I, oh, I do. I almost oh, said something. Yeah. Okay. Ease her in. Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, I because course. we laughed about that and time and time again at 4-H meeting. Uh, Ease her in, Lear. <laughs> I, I do know that uh, that. Uh, whether it was, I know Betty was in on it, and I don't know whether it was. Artist, or who it was, anyway, it doesn't act sound like Artist and sounds very much like Betty. Yeah. But they insinuated that they knew more than she did. <laughs> yeah. Another thing I remember about sewing at school, we all had to use the same thread. But regardless of what color material you had, we only threaded the machine with white and everybody used it. <laughs> After school? Yeah. Uh. It was too much bother to change the thread. Well, there was one thing about the silver thimble, my silver thimble. Anyone that could use it that wanted to, but you had to account for it before you left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Can you see that, Lydia? It's the one she just took. <laughs> well, who's that old lady? <laughs> Well, I never did anything that I got more satisfaction out of. Is that right? I never have done anything that, that I had as much satisfaction as I did at the 4-H. Mm -hmm. That's a great statement right there. Yeah. Glad we got that on tape. <laughs> uh, because um, um, there was so much, so much came from it, you know, and, and uh, I really have always been glad that that I had the privilege of being a leader for that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think about Neva Vosberg. Certainly she was a, oh, a yeah. shining star. Devoted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all the years. Mm -hmm. Did you go to the funeral? We were in Florida, oh. so I missed well, it. I, uh, I feel real bad about I, it, too. Uh, didn't want to go to the funeral, but I wanted to be sure that I went up to the to the funeral home and uh, signed the uh, record. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I did uh, about 10 o'clock before the funeral. 
Uh, well, I must have just missed you. I was there, too, well, yeah. about 11. Then you saw the bouquet from President and Mrs. Bush? Well, I, I didn't... Uh, I didn't notice that at the time, or know about it oh. at the time. <laughs> what, what, which one was that? Well, that was... I thought the flowers were perfectly beautiful, especially the caskets. Oh, I wish I, I took, went home and told Jinx what it was, and brown and yellow and bronze, something. I can't remember now. And most of the flowers were on the order of the pink and rose mm -hmm. and that. Because this was, she was real different. And I thought she looked just exceptionally good. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe that that's what I wanted to do because... She had her little 4-H pen on her lapel. Well, yeah. I noticed the little flowers, uh, which must have been uh, grandchildren, uh, up on in the casket. Mm -hmm. But I thought she looked so nice. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, after uh, when they first started uh, the uh, undertaker here, Langlands, uh, all I could think of was the uh, the uh, funny paper, you know, about the about the oh heavens! This is what embarrasses me. Is uh, they could the die. Undertaker, you know, in the funny papers, how uh, they had this long-tailed thing on, and it seemed like none of their their uh, people that they in the casket, they had their head reared up or something. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, uh, before we had been so used to Schmidt and with, uh, yeah. and uh, they were so nice. Huber, uh, yeah, and well, Wendell, yes. and they were almost artists at it. Yeah, they? Mm -hmm. they were really good at it. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I noticed that too. I didn't like Langman's funeral. There was no. no Personal. No, no, you touch just not like we, we had been used to it. Right. You see, when Guy died, uh, Smith had just taken over up here, and we never had met him or anything. Oh. Mm -hmm. So of course, when uh, asked for from uh, Bam, why for Wendell Hoyt? You see, because Guy's body had to come back, and Wendell took care of all of that clear up until after he was buried. And then he came to me and he said, Lydia, this is Chuck Smith's part, and he will take you to see about the insurance and the, all of that stuff. I said, well, I'm sorry. I, I never even, of course, I didn't think on a lot of things. I didn't know <laughs> anything as far yeah. as I was concerned. Mm -hmm. But Smith was certainly <laughs> good and everything. Mm -hmm. I just was that I suppose, of course, it, Wendell was I. In fact, I didn't know about uh, Smith had uh, had Take bought him, mm -hmm. but I can th I can remember that that how how nice everybody looked, and of course Guy looked just marvelous. But mm -hmm. there was no reason why he wouldn't. Yeah. but so I certainly was. What surprised. took him? I don't remember. Heart attack. Did he have a heart attack? Yeah, I mm -hmm. kissed him good night at five at ten o'clock and or eight o'clock, and at ten they came up and got me. And he was dead. Hmm. Hmm. But certainly I had every attention and everything that was done for me. And he was in the hospital. Oh, yes, he came in. We were planning on coming home, flying home. See, we were on a conducted tour, and they had gone on. But the uh, next tour that came back or came through, uh, that uh, leader 
came right up to the hospital and to me. And they took me into Calgary in a taxi cab because I wasn't able to get in there in time. You were in Canada, and, yeah. and where was the hospital? In Banff. Oh. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, hmm. This item, 25 cents. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Who's here for 25 cents? <laughs> Accessories cost $5. It's like uh, Dorothy Cummings uh, had to have a new bra for him. Of course, hers. Uh, Jen. Yeah. And... Uh, what was that? $275? See, they were kind of driving. I don't think her she brother, did. Her brother. Uh, does he live Jim, here? Yeah, Jim? he lives in the old you place. You never see a thing uh, moving around there. Well, in the morning he's out. Oh, he is. He goes up and gets well, mail. Well, of course, all I see is a church on uh -huh, Sunday. Yeah. It has been cleaned up around there. Oh, yeah. It was such a, he's done yeah. a lot of that. But he lives there alone. I think so. Mm -hmm. Now, when you came to town, was Dr. Bates uh, still no, alive? No, he had just died, and just Dr. Broad and, and Mrs. Broad were here. And where did they live then? You remember? Mrs. Hamilton's apartment. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Come to think about it. And they had adopted this little girl, and then, of course, Mrs. Broad was a... Uh, she was just a fanatic on everything about that child, and she she was about the same age as Ralph. Oh. And she used to insinuate that I didn't know how to take care of Ralph or anything, and I guess I figured I knew as much as she did. And what year did you come here then? In November the 11th of... 29, I guess. 29. So Ralph was just about three years old or so. Two, oh, no. Uh, two, two years old. Uh-huh. Not quite two. <laughs> uh, he, uh, and Betty started, I started her to school because she'd been to kindergarten in Pontiac, you know. Mm. Uh, and she came home with a, with a hooping cough and the chicken box to, for Ralph when he was just just uh, less than a year old, and uh, then we moved down. Guy went to Chicago, and we put our goods into storage, and I went down and stayed with my mother and dad until uh, the 11th of November. But Guy was here and, and found a place for us to live, and we lived in that house. We called it the Vinstraw House, you know, where uh, that's what they called it. The bank had taken it over. Vinstraw wasn't here in, in the in the dairy or something up here. I've never I heard that know. name before. Well, that's... that's Where's the house? Was it or it's is where, it? It's uh, right there. Well, you know where Grandpa Day's house was, the big house. Well, that's the next one. Yes, these people has... I think she drives the school bus and has... You mean people. over here where Pete and Laverna Mack used to live? No, no. No? Well, you know where uh, Earl Taylor built that little yes. bungalow? Well, uh -huh.
they built that while we was living in the house on this side. There was Mrs. Saunders, yeah, brick house, and then Taylor's built that house, yeah. and then we were in the other. Oh, oh, we're Mrs. Bernie. Yeah, yeah, Mrs. Bernie. Yeah. Yeah, oh, well, okay. Mrs. Bernie and her sister. Yeah, uh, they sold their place, and they moved in on us with oh. a grand piano <laughs> and now a baby. Yeah. But they were nice, and we got along just fine. And then how long did you live there before? Well, just a year. Oh, then moved, moved here. Moved here. Mm -hmm. A year from the time we came till we moved in here. And as soon so, as, as soon as this place was uh, was uh, remodeled, mm -hmm. what's your house number here? Two twenty. Two twenty West Maple. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you lived in the house between Mrs. Saunders and Mrs. Verney. Well, no, no, in Mrs. Mrs. Verney's house. In Mrs. Oh, Mrs. Okay. Verney, yeah. they bought it yeah. while we were living there, uh -huh. and I guess the bank, uh, the bank owned the place. You oh. see, it had been foreclosed, and uh -huh. Eldred uh, Sinclair, or, no, Sinclair Eldred. Sinclair Eldred. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, uh, they, uh, the bank had, had uh, closed. You see, Mr. and Mrs. Sinclair. Mr. Oh. and Mrs. Eldridge, it was, what was their last name? Was their na last name Eldridge or Sinclair? I guess it was Sinclair. Eldridge and Catherine Sinclair. Sinclair. Okay. And they lived in the house. Kitty Corner, where uh -huh. uh, Marion Purse lived. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Son of uh -huh. uh -huh. And uh, uh, Catherine came over and called on me, and they had that downstairs living room or was a bedroom yeah she had it repapered and painted because she said i should have it for and the other little bedroom was for betty and and ralph ralph was in a baby bed and betty was in a twin bed and uh, this old lady that lived down the street what was her name she was uh, german and mm. uh, south of saunders yeah just beyond Saunders. The ones we used to call the two ducks. ducks. <laughs> and Ralph would ride the, uh, uh, ride his kitty uh, uh, thing. And uh, she just was crazy about him. <laughs> she never liked children, they said. Oh. She liked him, and so did Mr. Saunders. Yeah. Uh -huh. And he called him Jimmy. Oh. He didn't like Betty, but he... But Jimmy was because he was Harry there. Saunders. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm. yeah. <laughs> and then we moved up here and we paid twenty-five dollars a month rent for this really like a new place. Mm hmm And Oral and Hessel wanted it, but they didn't feel that they could afford twenty-five dollars a month. And said, Oh, so it's just too bad all those Rich, smart people moving down, take everything over. <laughs> <laughs> and did they live next door here, Oral and Hessel? Where did they live then? Well, no, that was Mrs. Blodgett. They moved in with Mr. and Mrs. Blodgett, mm. and then they, then they moved bought this place over here where Moons lived. Oh, and that's when we, all the years. Mm -hmm. hmm. Well, we uh, sold our place in Pontiac. It was a five-room bungalow. 
supposedly for $4,500, was friends of the, our neighbor next door that we were so uh, bought so much of. And we never got a cent down. We were foolish enough to, to uh, sell it without anything down. <laughs> oh, what a deal. <laughs> well, it was those friends, that, you know, and yeah. we thought, well, of course, at that time, you thought it people, we were brought up, if people said something, maybe that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Well, we learned that. Too, <laughs> oh, you never got any? Uh, no, and they, it took us a year and a half to get them out, and the taxes were in their rear, and it was so uh, dirty there, and, and her husband helped us. We dug the grease and stuff out of the cupboards and that. But when we came here, I went, do you want a chair to sit down? <laughs> well, I tried it once and it don't work. I took it off and thought, now I mustn't forget that, turn that around, fell into it. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, when we came here, uh, the banks closed right away. And uh, we brought our money and put it in the bank, and so it closed. Um, and we wanted a new refrigerator, and we went up to Sears. And they said, do you have credit? Oh, yes, we had lots of credit, because we always paid cash. They said, you don't have credit. Oh, bad part about that. Oh, boy. But I don't care, we bought a, a new second-hand uh, base burner from uh, Snyder, uh, bitchy Snyder, uh, <laughs> over there. Fred? No, Fred's brother. Oh. Uh, well, anyway, you bought a, a base burner. I had a beautiful gas stove, and it was out in Grandpa Day's barn, and we had a, a kerosene, these, uh, what did you have? Three burner kerosene stove. Oh, the oven on one side? No, it didn't have an oven. Oh. Uh, you put mm -hmm. the oven on if you want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a laundry stove in that, that kitchen. Uh, Ralph learned to ride his little, a little tricycle because he got up in the dining room and let it go down and <laughs> went down like that. Then he called up, crawled up to the sink and pumped the pump and made a felon on his hand. <laughs> but you know I always like climax, and we had an outside toilet. Just mm -hmm. think of coming here uh, with a child, outside toilet. I broke him on a slop jar back of the kitchen door. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. But and a laundry stove and everything like that. But I've always liked climax. Mm -hmm. Everybody was nice. Gertrude and Vern lived in the little house, you know, over there. Um, Watson Street. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And uh, Tom Martin lived in the brick house. In the brick house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we moved up here then, when just a year later. And this is uh, uh, what did you call it? Moved in with us, she and her sister. Oh, Blodgett? No, 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 you no. see, with the grand piano, I said. Oh, uh, oh. Vernie? Vernie. Mrs. Vernie and her sister. Mrs. Reed, was that Mrs. Her? Reed, yeah. Okay. 
Can you imagine two old and and uh, Mrs. Bernie's husband uh, in that place with two? Young it was a small house anyway. Well, yes, you see, uh, just had the two bedroom. Then upstairs was only one room was finished, and we had to put beds up there. Mm -hmm. you know? But we got along, and they, yeah. it didn't last very long. That was only a, a couple of months, you know, uh -huh. until, they, until they could do, until we could get in this house. Mm -hmm. So this place really has always been ours. Been home. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And uh, when I had the mastoids, why, uh, um, Bert didn't charge us any rent. Hmm. Oh. He owned the house next, next door. He did. lived there. Next yeah. Time. He and, yeah, he and Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Lawrence who? Vosburg. Oh. Before Lawrence. he was married to Florence. Oh, oh yes. Uh -huh. It's when Lawrence was was teaching up to uh, the school. school. Mm -hmm. Before he married Florence. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, um, this place we, uh, oh, and then we wanted to buy after, you know, I think about five years, we wanted to buy it. And Bert said, no, he didn't want to sell. So uh, we went to see about a house over, um, over on Church Street, I guess it was, a big two-story house. Uh, she belonged to study company, the woman did. This is Hibbard? Hibbard. Okay. Well, when we looked at it, Bert was working in the bank mm -hmm. at the time. We never said a word to anybody. We went over and looked at the house and came home and decided that wasn't what we were looking for. And that night, Bert came over. He had somebody told him that we were looking at that house. <laughs> and he said he would sell us the place. So the next day, Guy and Bert went over to Kalamazoo and signed the paper. <laughs> now, that uh, house was a York house, wasn't it? The Hibbard house? I don't know about that. that oh, OK. But it wasn't what we wanted. You know? uh -huh. Right next to the tracks, right? At the one you mean? At the end of Church Street, north end of Church Street? No, no, no. This was across from where Mrs. Nelson is. Oh, that. where uh, Babbitt's old oh, place now. No, no, farther no. on up. Oh. Hmm. hmm. Across from. Uh, well, maybe Mrs. Nelson. See, well, the Betzes lived there in that next house. Yeah, where, where Osbergs lived. Where mm -hmm. Osbergs lived. Well, it's farther on. Uh, uh, north. North. Uh, farther uh, north. Mm -hmm. Not I where. Jerpsteins? Well, I don't know any of those okay. people now. Okay. Yeah. That big, mm -hmm. one of those big houses. The one just not one south of where Coot lived. Coot lived down the corner. Jim Coot lived down yeah, the I corner. Yeah, I think so on this. On the corner, and mm -hmm. you lived in, or you looked at the one just south of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know. That was one of the old families, you know. But uh -huh. Herb Pierce, did he live there? Well, you see, that I that, mm -hmm. that a lot of that don't mean anything to me. Oh, uh -huh. well, I just we've been here a long time, but uh, still the old families. 
But um, I don't know. Hmm. I, I've been, you know, you wondered, but if Climax was home and we were almost sent to, to uh, Flint, hmm. I've always thought the <laughs> Lord must have been on our side. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have to go to Flint. Now, yeah. did you, uh, you watched the house being torn down? Oh, over yes, there. yes. That was when uh, your, let's see, uh, Marion. Yeah, she lived there. Yeah, Marion lived then. That, and at Christmas time, she had a wreath with a, a red bow on every one of those windows, oh. on the outside. <laughs> oh, uh, huh. yeah. that that was beautiful. It was. Yeah. Uh, that, and of course, we were here when the barn burned. That belonged to that. Oh, back in here. Uh huh. Oh, it was a terrible. Mm. I heard about it, but uh, and uh, Bernie had a old mail wagon or something. Yeah, the burned up in it. Yeah, huh. that was in back of uh, Grandpa Day's place, then, or well, where was it, the barn? Yet the barn uh, belonged to the the house to the house. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, I don't remember. I don't either. Must been before. We probably were. burned before we were old enough to remember. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. It meant too much. Yes, yes it was. Uh, well, this has certainly been home to us. Now, did they move part of that house and out in the country or something, or did they tear the whole thing down? I don't know about that. Okay. I really don't know about that. I uh -huh. know there was a pretty open stairway, you know, an old, uh, uh -huh. an old, like my, like my uh, family, uh, the car, mother was a car, and they, they were old families just like the roofs, don't yeah. you know, and uh, uh, their house, C-A-R-R, C-A-R-R, -R. Okay. their home is like out here when you go to Galesburg, that big white house with a cupola on, mm -hmm. on top. Blake's, Betty Blake's. Yeah, house. yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that looks a lot like Mother's. Oh. But uh, Dad's, the Bennett's, and of course our name was always spelt with an I, which I don't know why, but that's just the way it is. B-E-N-N-I-T? I-T-T. -T -T. Oh. oh. That's yeah. been, now this is, uh, this is, me. Hmm. That's Marvin, and that's Lissy with mother and dad. Mm -hmm. And here is grandfather and grandfather Bennett. Now that was a, that's... Oh, that's a quite an old house. Oh, <laughs> well, isn't that pretty? Uh, that was lovely. And, and uh, a, a family bought that, and it's all kept up and, you know, which makes you feel good just like the roof place. Yeah. I've been mm -hmm. so glad. Yeah. to think that that was done. Now, what are they going to do about that restaurant? Gee, I don't know. She said she didn't sell it by Labor Day. She was going to close it out. That's what, <laughs> what I heard last. <laughs> well, it's too bad because I was I was so glad that uh, to see it come to life. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad they didn't restore the one that used to be across the corner. Yet. I know it. Yeah. Uh -huh. I, I can the, the house where Marion used to oh. live there on the hill, where the apartment is now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think it's I think it's something that they're going to be awfully sorry about a lot of this 
historical there, stuff yeah. that hasn't mm -hmm. been kept. There's some criticism about the library. Uh, let's see, who was it the other day at Study Club? Of course, Irma was quite critical about trying to fix it up, and I said, if you're not helping, just don't criticize. If you don't, there's quite a few, quite a little memorial money, and if you don't bid for something, you don't get it. That's all there is to it. She didn't want it enlarged? Oh, she thought it was too much money, but she don't give it for anything, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. why do you criticize? Yeah. She was critical mm -hmm. too over that, uh, that uh, desk, because it cost a thousand dollars. Of the oak desk in there. Yes, I said, well, Irma, that, that didn't cost you anything. Just because we worked in the library when we was down there and carried in the kerosene, why, why go on about that now? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, uh, Dorothy has meant an awful lot for that library. Mm -hmm. She's put in an awful lot of time. Mm -hmm. Oh, she does. And excellent time. Oh, I feel yeah. I feel sorry about that I can't do it. But uh, uh, the only time since I've been sick that I did work up there, and I'm not uh, I'm not capable of it now. I too much has changed. Well, uh, Maxine was there with me. Well, it's just too bad that Maxine can't. Oh, she was the link. Yeah, yeah. The, everybody knew what was going on if they could have Maxine there to ask. <laughs> she just isn't there at all. No. Oh, she's greatly missed. <laughs> well, I'm in favor of giving him a little rat poison. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she keeps him doped. <laughs> Maybe asleep. Well, but, but she can't get away at all anymore, oh, can she? Oh, that's too bad. It was for a while. Is that an inherited thing, do you think? That he... Oh, yes. Her, uh, his uh, mother his mother died in the uh, sanitarium room over here to Kalamazoo. His mother was who now? What was her name? Oh, I think well, I, she yeah. graduated from, or that she was in the same class that Gertrude Martin and Jim and Barbara are the same age. And she was a brilliant person. Mm -hmm. Well, Jim was brilliant. Yes, mm -hmm. really. The same as uh, uh, Bates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Jim Bates, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. discharges. Mm -hmm. Well, oh boy, it's too bad. Well, I don't think I'm being much help to you. Oh, we're getting a lot of old stories. Yes, that's <laughs> that's what we're after. <laughs> yeah. Here's wool dresses. Oh, I have a picture of me in that wool dress. I hate it. <laughs> uh. I think the only time I wore it was when I had to style it. <laughs> I remember styling that wool dress in about 80, 90 degree weather at Michigan State. Well, wool well, dress tight. It was oh, hot. Anyway. Oh, was it because it itched you or what? Yes, wool irritates me. Mm-hmm. William Kinsley, he was a kin, Kinley. Yeah. Uh, he was the one that I was thinking about that uh, Debbie was uh, in 4-H sometime. Yeah, he, uh -huh. mm -hmm. he was in what I was in, too. Mm -hmm. 
because that was one of the trips that I made to Chicago. And these are all taken at Michigan State. Boy, look at the hats. Now, Betty <laughs> had a big hat. Well, then when you had a complete costume, you had to have a hat. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I see about one hat in church every Sunday out of the whole well, congregation. Yeah. <laughs> sure, you, you had to, for Easter, you had to have your hat. Right. There's nothing else. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you wear You wore that navy blue dress. Yeah, that was the dress that Jesse had. That's the dress Lydia had. made for uh, Betty and I for our demonstration. Oh, oh, did I make them? Oh, yes, you made them. A dark blue, uh, dark blue uh, fabric. Of oh, were they were they silk, weren't they? Weren't they? Uh, uh, well, it was similar. There's another picture in here of Betty and I in those dresses with our okay. famous buttonhole. Yeah, oh, there. Yeah. Right. Uh, oh, yes, you made them. Oh, I didn't remember that. And you know, those charts there it is. that we had, that we had the standards mm -hmm. and we stood the charts up and, mm -hmm. and zip, zip, zip. We had buttonholes done in two <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Let's see, one worked on the sewing machine and the other, and then the other, one was bound buttonholes and uh, the other was the, that tailored, tailored buttonholes. Uh, do you ever make those anymore? Not if I can help it. <laughs> <laughs> I never got was good with that either. Yeah, explain the difference between bound buttonholes and tailored buttonholes. Well, uh, tailored or bound buttonholes, no. How was it? You had these two strips? Strip it here. That's here. tailored. That's that the tailored. tailored one. Yeah. And, and then you turn them to the other side and sew the ends down. Yeah. Okay. And the bound is a yeah. little square. A square. A rectangle. Mm -hmm. And then you turn. Fold the whole patch through. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> but they both sort of look like a. a well, like they look about the same when you get done. The tailored, I think, was a little easier. Well, that, yeah, that other. I honestly, Peggy, I can't believe that that suit or that jacket fits you as good as it did. <laughs> I love that, and I had more pleasure. I wore it for two years, and then I grew it. Oh, this is my oral idea suit. Yeah, oh, it was? It was oral. Oh. Is that jacket is an eight, and it I just, uh-huh, on the back. And then it had slacks, the only thing. I, yes, and I loved it, mm -hmm. and I wore it so much. And then when, it, when I, as I say it, I don't weigh only a couple of pounds more than I have, but I certainly have shifted it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in around. different places. I do a little bit of sewing for it now and then. Oh, I keep telling her I don't want any money. Oh, my and so she Lord, gives me these beautiful it. things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that uh, knitted is just the right color for it. Of course, you just have the slacks. And I wanted a skirt so bad, but I never could match the skirt. Oh, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, that's a pretty color. Well, it was such a such a wearable suit, you know, and mm -hmm. it just really it, it 
It's got a lot more miles in it, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, uh, is there any, I don't know of any other things that I can tell you. Just that, uh, that, uh, well, they're just copies that made for something or other. Yeah. But I'll tell you, I just didn't have anything, and it's, it's worried me because I figured I just didn't have this, anything much to tend to, you know. Well, we filled up the whole tape. Just about <laughs> talking about something or other. So. Yeah. It stopped there for a while. I don't know just what we missed. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, I'm so glad that you've got these prints. Now, did you get some of this from Neva, or did you? No, this is stuff I collected uh, myself. I've got a lot of other 4-H that's more recent. Anything that happened in 4-H that was in the paper, I cut it out and well, saved it. Uh -huh. So uh, this is an older book that, that oh, there's a, oh, that is a star. Nice there. picture. Wow. Yeah, there. Boys I service. bet he wishes he looked like that now. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't look too far from that. No, he, he hasn't changed well. much. Uh, he looks a lot like Guy. Mm -hmm. I remember Guy sitting in that chair right there, and how many nights he had to wait for supper because we weren't through sewing yet. Oh, there. That's the kind of story I want to know. <laughs> he, he never... He never complained. No. Never. No. no. I suppose. Yeah. No, he never. When you girls wrote that, I, no, I, I don't remember. I suppose I had the stuff fixed, but no, he never. This is a cute picture. I'm always been awful glad of that. Yeah. That was when Betty got her teachers. I'll tell you, Carol needed a, a master's degree. With Betty, see how long she, she and two other, two other girls and a. Stella went to Michigan State, uh -huh. drove in every morning, you know. Of course, she took what she could at, at Western and Michigan State. And now she's got her master's. And of course, if she just stayed in Battle Creek, she was fine. Uh -huh. But out there, it doesn't help? No, no. Huh. Of course, all she does is, is uh, sub. Uh -huh. And. Uh, huh. And this is the and whole family did you, in the, did you see in the paper where uh, uh, they're asking uh, the Battle Creek to uh, give some of the older teachers uh, $5,000 and retire? And Ted's, Ted's in a, on that. Is he going to? He wants to quit teaching, and this might be his out. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine, but yeah. most of them don't work yeah. out. But uh -huh. what I was thinking... Well, now, are they going to get a bunch of young teachers when these older teachers no, are so much? I think so they're just going to uh, have less teachers, but I'm not sure, really. Well, of course, it's uh, it's been kind of bad because Betty and Carol is doing so well, and uh, then out there they're they're having trouble with their lumber yard, of course. Yeah, she so, said uh, uh, people aren't building. No, much. because it was the oil. Yeah. Uh, from Texas and and. Uh, and the, the interest rates went up. Yes, and, and uh, everything. Well, there's Fred and Cedric. Mm -hmm. Guy. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, this hmm. is uh, Who's uh, that? Was Nidra, Neva, Nidra from, Ap- from uh, Athens. She was a president, and Guy was vice president, and that's of the county. And this is a, oh, uh, Grand past grand matron. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's here's Guy and Nidra. They're red, red lace dresses, and mm. this is this mm-hmm. is me, I guess. Mine was white, was just like the red. We mm-hmm. were just we were not officers. We were just helping in in. The I remember oh. making a white lace formal for Jetty. You ever remember seeing her wear a white lace formal no. for Star? Got it all done just like the pattern, had a boat neck like this. And she put it on, it fit her real nice, and she said, that neck has got to come down. And I had to take that facing off and that lace. <laughs> and you know, when you stitch something, it sticks, you know. Oh, uh, Deborah. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. It's a nice picture. This is who? Debbie. That's Ralph and Audra's daughter. Oh, Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. These are old pictures. But I just, there's Audra. Audra. You see, Ralph and Audra went to Michigan State the same time, but they didn't know each other because Ralph was earning his, uh, Hmm. he was working in the girls' dorm and he went on a scholarship and and Audra, was in a different class, don't you know? And <laughs> they got they met when Ralph was the best man to to one of his fraternity, and Audra was a bridesmaid oh. in, in Battle Creek. And from uh-huh. that time on, why? That's the way Queen and Alice Mack met over in England. She was a bridesmaid, and he was the best man. <laughs> That's the way uh, Pam and Bruce Blakeman met. It. Rosalie's wedding, I think. Huh. Uh, that sort of oh, thing happened. Oh, my golly. <laughs> These are Betty and Carol's, aren't they? Yeah, this is... Uh, mm-hmm. th- this is Craig, the youngest one. He's ten years younger than Claudia. Uh-huh. Huh. And here's Curtis. These two. Mm-hmm. Here's Craig again. Because yeah. huh. I thought I had a picture that looked a little bit like that. Hmm. Hmm. There's Betty. Yeah, is that her graduation picture? Oh, I guess. Yes, it yeah. is. That was a black velvet dress with a collar. With a lace mm-hmm. collar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, Vera's son. Oh. Mm-hmm. Vera is your sister? Yeah, she's... Uh, She's eight years younger than Missy and I. She's the one in North Carolina. There's Merrill, you know, oh, who I was heard, here. Yes, and he, he was here for your uh-huh. party, wasn't he? I hadn't seen him since his mother died ten hmm. years. Merrill is whose son? Uh, my twin sister. Your twin sister's mm-hmm. son. Mm-hmm. He was the one that... Uh, and her name is... Uh, her name is Brockway. What's her first name? Melissa. Melissa. Mm-hmm. Of course, we always called her Alyssa until later. When here's Ralph and the fraternity they're going to. Mm. Look at that necktie. Mm. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. How about that? Pokey down. Yeah. <laughs> and the white socks. Yes. <laughs> That's an awful good picture of him. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It is. Mm-hmm. Here's a, here is a picture that uh, Jenny and I uh, had, Guy and I had this picture, and Jenny and Claude had theirs, and sent them to Carol while he was in prison, and they cut the men's heads out. Oh. Huh. I wonder why they did that. Was this? That's Marvin. That's my brother. Did he get them when he was in prison? No. He never got them. He never got them. Huh. I won't say about that. Maybe he did. But he never got any of Betty's packages. Mm Mm-mm. No. No. And she sent one every two weeks. Oh, boy. She never had a sign of word from him, but she never doubted with what. But he'd be back. Or he never doubted with what she was writing. Uh-huh. Here's my dad and mother, and the twins, and my brother, and there, of course, she mm-hmm. came along behind. Look at the big bone. Oh, yes. One of these is you? Yeah, can't you tell? <laughs> no. This one. That one's you, huh? Hmm. Hmm. He was at your 90th yeah. party. Yeah, and he's 93. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you came from a family of... No, Dad died at 72. Okay. Mother died lived long, but, you mm-hmm. know, kind of like Gertrude. Not a one of their family ever lived to be 80. And she always said, well, she didn't... When Guy wasn't feeling good when we were working at Burgess, she said, well, that's one thing I don't have to worry about, Vern dying. And I was so worried about Guy. Cause mm-hmm. so, Vern comes from a long family, and I come from there. None of ours lived to be 80 years old. Oh, or she'll be just the yeah. uh, And uh, I'm certainly going to <laughs> just, uh, just, I'm not going to interfere with her family, but there's Bethel and, and uh, uh, some that's very close to her, and I want to have just a little party for her. Uh-huh. She, she doesn't. She really doesn't want. She doesn't want that, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Claudia. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very good. Some <laughs> smocking on that dress. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was a picture. Uh-huh. Never thought about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, that's great. Came out good, didn't it? Right. That was this picture. Is that taken like, here in front of this window? No, that was in that project when where Betty and Carol came back, oh. or when Carol came back. They're on territorial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah. Who are these? Well, this, these are uh, uh, the two children of Vera, her grandchildren. Oh, this... Uh, Your sister's grandchildren. Uh, she, uh, she graduated from state and then from Michigan U and she uh, and both girls did and uh, uh, with uh, high honors Mm. Mm. now she is uh, well I think she didn't want to be a nurse she was a nurse but Mm -hmm. she's got I think more in the uh, business part of it. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, there's Ralph and he's four. Yeah. (laughs) Look at his underwear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Here they are. At least he didn't have long stockings on. Mm. 
married Betty and or Betty yeah. and Ralph. Yeah. She was a four and a half and he was a year. Mm. <laughs> and that's Marilyn and Betty, you see. They they were just about the same age. You know? mm. Now this is which Betty. one's Betty? This is Betty, bald headed and Marilyn. <laughs> Marilyn. That looks like my kids. They were all bald headed. Remember the the uh, dolls that Betty and I made for school? The Pilgrim dolls. Yeah, I have. Well, you got pictures. I've of got a picture of that Betty and and uh, the dolls. I I think. So. Have you got a picture of of? Uh, this was when we were married ten years. Uh -huh. hmm. Guy really didn't change much over the uh -huh. years. You could still oh, tell. No. Uh -huh. Men maybe don't change as much as women do. <laughs> when I get to beefing about, uh, uh, oh yes, I wanted to show you this. This is when we went to Thanksgiving when Merrill was at, in the university there. And we went, this was uh, 1946, and this menu, $3. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All that, huh? Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tomato juice, shrimp cocktail. Yeah, of course, I suppose you take your Any of those cocktails. Yeah, but the Hotel uh, Seymour, Maryland, made We had some wonderful trips to New York because of Maryland. Mm -hmm. Went to Carnegie Hall. No, set up in the clear up in the top, but because he played, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. uh -huh. mm. And of course, his was the TV or the uh, programs. Hmm. His was a what? No. Well, uh, later he uh, uh, wrote and directed for, uh, oh, what do you call, for the civic stuff at uh, at the theaters. Oh, like the civic theater in Kalamazoo? But not no, in Kalamazoo. No, no bigger than that. Uh -huh. But uh, he got so that they couldn't have, you know, he was making so much money and everything. <laughs> and they, all this civic stuff. Mm -hmm. You you brought my my. It's, it's in there. Oh. I didn't want to lose anything. Yeah, it's like in the bag. Well, if you girls can well, we write up something, I know you. When is the next uh, historical thing? April seventeenth, and it's up at the school cafeteria. And Barry, no one's going to bring his, what is it, collection, all those old gadgets that you had to guess what they used to be used for. Remember that program he had a while ago? going to repeat that. No, and Greg Murphy's going to show some things that he found when he was remodeling the house there next to the cow catcher. And so is John Barkley, John and Joyce Barkley, are going to show some things that they found when they remodeled. And... Uh, uh, Lou Ann Morgan's going to bring some things. Uh, Greg was explaining how they went right back to the petitions, you know, to to remodel. 
and it's just like an archive down in there. You find things way at the bottom, the oldest, and then there'll be some things from the later years, and maybe a candy wrapper from early 1900s, and so on. <laughs> I've got some of that. Well, bring it. Everybody, the members are supposed to bring, too. Yeah. The Elwood place uh, now has other people brought it, and uh, have, they, have they got it pretty well? Yeah. I haven't been out past it. No, it's I beautiful. All but the tower. The tower hasn't been painted yet, but the house is really pretty. You mean on that? Uh, I pointed up the, the bricks and repainted the wood parts, and it's very pretty. Well, uh, did they do the inside? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. well, you know uh, that wood and stuff wasn't as good as a lot of no. that old place out there that we it's had not, the pictures of. Uh, yeah, it's not like Clemenza's house. Mm -hmm. That mm -hmm. was wood was good, and that's the way with the uh, with uh, the brick house here. You know, it's sliding doors and mm -hmm. and all of that and everything. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad that the the roof house has been redone, and mm -hmm. certainly will. Mm -hmm. Regardless of whether they uh, go on with it, why? What were you going to say that you found in your house? Yeah. Uh, small newspapers, mm -hmm. and when we ripped up the old floor covering in the kitchen, there was newspapers underneath that. And I know there's a screwdriver in the bottom of the petition someplace up in the and when we were doing the hall, because it fell in. <laughs> uh -huh. But um, I've got some old newspapers. You mean where you're at now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Now, who owned that place? Uh, Max owned it when we bought it. And okay. before that, that's Leroy's and Cleon's folks mm -hmm. owned it. Mm -hmm. And before that... How's she doing? I don't know. I got to look at the abstract. Mm -hmm. Did you read uh, the church uh, history that was in the Crescent last week? Because uh, yeah, the, the Jetty talked Jetty about the minister yeah. living there. Uh -huh. McChesney, I guess is her name. Oh, in that house? Uh -huh. No, I didn't associate it with that. But I, I, well, I read it in two different times, and I think TV was on. So yeah, sometimes you don't doesn't all register. Uh -huh. But I. I usually, before I throw those papers out, I read that stuff again <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. and cut it out and save it. Uh -huh. So, uh -huh. anyway. Well, it's certainly, we better pack up, I guess, and make videos to see these things that you have. <laughs> Do you have pictures from your 90th party yet? Yeah. Almost. Mm -hmm. um, Almost to the end of it. <laughs> what happens when it gets to the end? Is it, it just stops rolling. <laughs> it just stops rolling. Because yeah. uh, that's the day I left my camera at home that I should have brought it. Well, uh, these are the pictures that Howard took, and they are excellent. Mm -hmm. And I sent he sent me the this the negatives negatives, and I'm going to oh. have just a. I, I want more of this one and this. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Aren't those excellent pictures? Yeah, they are. Now, Ralph took quite a few, but he just went around.
like they said toward the end of this interview. What was it? Something like, yeah, it's going to run out and then it's going to stop. And by gosh, that's what happened. Good times and great learnings about 4-H and so much more from the long storied life of Lydia Nickerson. As always, every week, I want to thank you, listener, for all you do to share the show, support the show, like the show, give us a follow, leave us a review. All of these things help the algorithms and stuff that gets more eyes and ears on this podcast. A little preview for next week. I have what I believe to be the most requested guest that I have had from the different polls and things I put out since the inception of this podcast. Whether you had him as a teacher, a coach, or very likely both, tune in next week for Bob Weesey's Jr. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you in about a week.